The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before Stuck behind never-ending windows, all you need is a door Searching for something to put a smile back on your face Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Just ask Say the word and I'll be there Just ask You know the greatest things in life All come in a pair They say hindsight's 2020, But that ain't far enough Pretend I got a hand I can lend Cause when you really need a friend Just ask Shit 90 Shows taught me Shit 90 Shows taught me Was not filmed before a live studio audience Do you not want to wait? Neither do we Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows taught me I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host Sarah Ferguson Sarah how are you? Hey, hey, it's your girl, Sarah, with the purity score of 99.5. How's it going today? Wait, is the purity... Wait, now I need to know... Wait, did I write this down wrong? Is it high high purity score? Yes, Andy had a 92. Okay, so you want a high score, I guess, if you want to not be called a slut in high school, I'd assume. Uh, I mean, I don't think that a score, Andy's score of 85 is impressing anybody. It was 92, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Joey and Dawson had the 85. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the ni- definitely not the 92. I think that if you're in the 70s, then you're good. Oh, I see. So if you're if you're too high, you're like, wow, you're a such a prude. Yeah, and it, you can't win with teenagers. Low, yeah. No. I think that like a 70, high 70s is probably the sweet spot. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I've done stuff, but not that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that. <laughs> Nothing with the animals. I love the animals. They got spared. <laughs> the Thank animals. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness um, for that. Yes. <laughs> so if you've just stumbled in here randomly, uh, we're talking about season two, episode seven of A Dawson's Creek, The All Nighter. 
Um, how was your week this week? Tell me about it. How was it? We podcasted a lot. <laughs> I know. I've talked to you all week. I think this is my like, oh, God, I don't even know how many days in a row I've podcasted at this point. I've lost track, to be honest. Literally, this is the worst week for us to potentially maybe meet because I'm sick of you and I don't feel like talking <laughs> You're just again. Like we have nothing to update each other on because we talk to each other literally all week. I'm yeah. fairly certain now that I think about it, I've podcasted. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. This is my fourth day in a row podcasting, I think, which is a lot considering it's not my full time job. Yeah, no. Like as this is my third, I'm like definitely sleepy. Like I definitely want to go to bed at nine o'clock today. So we better wrap this up sooner than later. Yeah. And yes. that's our podcast. Goodbye. That's it, everybody. What a good talk. They went to a they went to a study session. There was some drama. At the end of the story. That's it. Yeah. No. Um, How yes. about your week? Did you have a good week besides besides the podcast? It, it was just busy. It's hot here. Yeah. It is hot in upstate New York. We have the ACs in. As I said on a different podcast we did this week, I'm freaking dying. I'm wearing all my summer dresses. It is hot as hell out, and I am not here for it. Yeah, so. I caved. I caved last oh, night. Oh, you did? You put central air on? Oh, my god. Yeah, goodness. so I'm not hot anymore. I'm very comfortable. <laughs> there you go. Well, unfortunately, this room is not one that has a uh, window unit in it, so mm. I get to suffer, but that's okay. I'll get through Don't it. Don't mean to flex on you. <laughs> I'll, I'll my, manage. Technically, it's not my central air. I'm a renter, yes. so it's not my central air. Yes. Next house. Next house, I'll have central air. Um, But let's get to the meat and the juicy. Let's go back to why we're here. Um, We're like I said before. Let's let's talk about this episode. I'm gonna lay out the give you the lay of the land here on who we can talk about. We have a lot of options. Um, We have Dawson and Gail. We have Dawson and Joey, Andy and Pacey, Jen and Chris, Jen and Dawson. I'm I'm calling them like the study gang. Um, study session, whatever you want to do, that whole group as a group. Chris and Jen, um, Dawson and Dina, Chris and Dawson, Jen and Joey, Andy and Pacey, oh Dawson my, and too this, many. It's, it's too many. many. It's, it's too, too many. many. Like it doesn't. It, it's it's so many. There's yeah. so many pairs in this episode. Is it best yeah. to just? try to take it somewhat I think yeah. here's the thing I think we take we take it somewhat chronologically we do before the actual get together study session and then once we're at the study session we could take it by couple I think because that's right does that make sense sure like we'll attempt it listen guys there's this is not this is not a science this is an art and we try our best um okay so well let's start Dawson let's, and Gail yeah let's start at the start yeah um they're they're watching a movie together. They're watching Terms of Endearment, among other movies. Uh, Dawson is telling Gail about how everything started with Shakespeare. They both had recent breakups, and Gail is amazed that Dawson has not been wallowing. And the mm-hmm. thing is, is how the fuck is Dawson not wallowing? He wallowed when he dated Jen for like fucking four Creek weeks, and yet when he's dated Joey for longer and he supposedly loved her, he is not wallowing. That's a great point. I think that maybe he's really angry I don't really know like I think that he's maybe like taking after his father in this breakup in particular I mean I've been thinking a lot about like if Dawson was a real person how fucked up Dawson would be in terms of trusting women this is two times in a row right 
back to back within a few months of each other where he was dating a, a girl. Things were going great. And then out of nowhere, she breaks up with him. Like, I'm thinking like if like Dawson would have major trust issues yeah. because of this. So I think at this point, like maybe he's just like numb. Um, and I think that he hasn't had time to just sit and think about it because yeah. once like he and Gail start talking about like all the advantages of being the dumpy in a relationship, then he starts getting like a little like worked up about it. And then once like Gail leaves, he like looks longingly at his open window. Um, but the ladder's like stored away in the shed now, so it's not there anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it basically Gail wants him to wallow. She's like, "Is your right to wallow?" And yeah. uh, and does it get any easier? Nope. You just go to bed earlier. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the I and I like this because um, I like this. I think it kind of all comes back around later on in the episode. Um, so I like this starting point with Dawson and Gail and kind of their shared experiences of, of going through something really rough emotionally, romantically uh, together. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Um, All next- the wallowing in the world won't bring her back. <laughs> I conclude that your conclusion sucks, Joey. Um, can you imagine <laughs> if he had said that when she broke up with him? That would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. If we'll, I don't think we're ever going to get that line again. But no, it's, it would have been, it it been nice live in my heart forever we'll never forget it i'm a teenager (laughs) and that one yeah teenager Um, so next was the first episode yes and that and we're still doing it we're still doing it in season two um we're next in english class uh jen gets a note that says don't forget to smile we don't like this men Anybody, everybody, yeah. don't tell people to smile. It's not okay. Nope. No one yeah. likes to hear, oh, why don't you smile for me? No, it's disgusting. It's misogynistic. It's annoying. Yeah. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah, I've been told to smile a lot on the train when I was Ugh. commuting. And I was like, dude, this is literally my time of the day where I think about how I hate my life. Like, do you commute three hours a day? Like, let me live my life. Yeah. No, it's don't not talk to me on the subway. Say. Yeah, never say that to anybody. It's You never know what someone's going through, first of all. Second of all, let them have their face configured however the fuck they want to have their fucking face configured. Um, yeah, resting sad face is real. Yes. <laughs> so we find out that the midterm is tomorrow, and it's going to be worth 50% of their grade. Term Why? Grade. Why? That is so much. You think of, like, I could see a final being 50%, but a midterm? A midterm makes no sense to How me. How much is the fucking final worth? It can't be 50% because then that's 75%. all that your grade is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that's how math works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, sorry, this midterm is worth 50%, and then the final's worth 50%, and you don't even have to show up to my class. <laughs> You just yes. have to take these two big tests, and it's that's clear all he's, you need. Clear he's not a math teacher, let's say. Yeah. Um, so they're learning Beowulf, which is really embarrassing because Sean and Corey um, from Boy Meets World learned about Beowulf in sixth grade. So how about that? Yes. How embarrassing for them that they still don't know about Beowulf. Um, and uh, so right after class is when Joey tries to talk to Dawson. Joey says she needed space. So Dawson, or excuse me. Dawson tells Joey, well, you said you needed space, so I'm giving you space. And Joey's like, well, I didn't know that it was going to be this much space. And Dawson's like, well, you can't make up the rules. It's like, yeah, Joey, you asked yeah. for fucking space. He's giving you space. Yeah. What's the matter? She, I, yeah. She's like, I didn't realize we'll be turning off all communication. It's like, 
what do you want, girl? What do you want? Um, yeah. So, yeah. oh, no. And then she like she's like, it's not fair. Yeah. Like, she like really grows screechy Ugh. in that moment. It's not fair. I was um, I was totally siding with Dawson here. You wanted yeah. this, Joey. You broke up with him. He has every right to be angry and, and no. not want to see you. Well, it's not even that. It's the fact that she broke up with him and said, I need space. Like, this is what I need yeah. at this moment. And then he's like, fine, I'll give you space. But then, like, you know, I'll respect your space. You respect my space. And then Joey, like, turns it around. It's like, it's not fair that we're not talking. It's not fair that we're not friends. It's like, it, it it's not fair, Joey, that you're asking this of him. Yeah, exactly. Um, we go to Pacey and Andy who are in the cafeteria. Andy brings up a purity test, which is an assortment of sexual questions to gauge your sexual experience. And she says Mm -hmm. she already knows Pacey's history. He wants people to think he's a badass, but he's not. Pretty crazy that Andy has not heard any rumors about Pacey since moving to Dawson's Creek. You know, you know, like the girls in the locker room, you're like, oh, you're hanging out with Pacey. Like, did you hear heard that? Haven't yes. you heard? Like it would have gone around by now. But it is surprising. Yeah. It's like is the it's again. It's like the same situation with Jen. Is it's like is it Andy suddenly finds the creep creeps and hangs out with nobody else? It's like people just get sucked into like this like cult and they just don't <laughs> see anybody else. Yeah, yeah. I never talk to anybody. Um. Yeah. So would you say your sex life is closer to Big Bird or Bill Clinton? <laughs> What a ridiculous, what a ridiculous thing Andy says. I mean, probably Big Bird, but like, I don't know. It creeps me out. I don't like the idea. It's like a list like furries where it's like people have sex with like people in like those costumes and stuff. Um, let's not judge furries. They, they I'm not judging them. I'm just saying I like don't like to think about it. That's all. <laughs> I guess you would rather give blowies under desks. Got it. <laughs> Then dress up in a Big Bird costume? Yes, absolutely. Um, anyway, so, uh, yes. So this is when, um, let me think. What happens next? So, right, we see Jen and Chris at the track. Chris offers to run with Jen. I know when to speed up. I know when to slow down. What a creep. He's such a douchebag right from the get-go. I guess so. I mean, he does start, like, changing his methods of flirting, which does work. Like, she did crack a smile when, um, like, basically he made a joke about, like, you know, his, like, skills reached, like, the tri-state area. And she found that humorous. Like, Jen likes a witty bant, so she did appreciate that. But um, as soon as Chris leaves, Dawson comes up and he's already on Chris's case, like very judgy, like he's been with a lot of women. I'm just like looking out for you, Jen. And then, of course, like that's when Chris is talking to some other girl. Mm -hmm. Um, So then what um, do you make of what do you make of uh, Dawson's actions towards Chris this episode? Right. Like, in my opinion, it does seem sincere what he's saying. He does seem to just want to be looking out for Jen as a person. It doesn't seem like there's any residual feelings because he's so like wrapped up in all the stuff with Joey. I don't feel like there's any room for feelings for Jen left in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that at this moment he doesn't like potentially um, like the wrong type of person to be associating with Jen. Like we did see some concern in the last episode about – 
like Joey was showing some concern about like who Jen's hanging out with. Right. And Dawson seemed to appreciate that from Joey that like she was like concerned about Jen's well-being. Mm-hmm. So I think that like, you know, they're not like quite friends yet, but I think that, you know, we're coming around to the other side, especially because like Jen's not like throwing herself at Dawson and she seems to be hanging out less with Abby yeah surprisingly no Abby this episode no Jack either which I guess Jack's not in the same grade as them so that tracks but surprisingly no Abby I'm surprised she didn't just show up at the study session and try to snatch (laughs) Chris from Jen's claws you know what I mean right totally could see that happening uh Chris and Abby already did it Uh, oh my god you're so right they totally did they totally already have yeah that's true yeah old story Um, Um, so yeah, so everybody goes to the English class because there's this like study session there that he like the the teacher was talking about, but the teacher is sick, leaves them a shitty note. Like he's a real douchebag, this teacher. Um, yeah, he's very much like, I don't know. He's like, you know, hey, suckers, like fail this quiz. Like you got no other shot or midterm. You got no other shot. Yeah, it's still happening. I'm not going to help you. Good fucking luck, basically. And he like was definitely feeling sick during class because he was sniffling up a storm. So went home with a cold. Um, It's still on. The test is still on. So Chris is there with Jen and like mm-hmm. uh, Pacey and Andy are there too. Of course, Andy is like very upset that the study session is called off. But um, she think or he thinks that they should have their own study session because his parents are in St. Martin. Um, and Jen's like, yeah, like we'll get a lot of studying down there. And Chris is like, well, if you question my motives, like bring your friends mm-hmm. and like invites Andy and Pacey to come to the study sesh. Yeah. Pacey is not really, or excuse me, Andy's not really into it, but Pacey of course is because he knows how rich Chris's family is and he wants to use the satellite dish and all this. And then Andy is like, okay, fine, fine, fine. But then Andy invites Joey. And I think Andy obviously invites Joey because she needs more people who are serious about studying at this study yeah. session. So she yeah. needs like backup for her. And then, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't, here's the thing. Curious to me that Andy didn't say to Pacey, hey, I'm inviting Joey. Like, don't invite Dawson. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Andy is kind of a girl's girl. Like, she'd look out for Joey. She has to know the drama that's going on between them. But maybe they just didn't have this conversation because we see Pacey invite Dawson. Dawson Yeah, there wasn't enough time. Yeah, and I think that's probably, you're right. It's probably just happening simultaneously. And then, of course, Dawson agrees, sees Joey in the car, and it's a whole big thing. Um, so now we're at the study session. So what I have here is we'll do, why don't we do, like, the group Let's do like the group study session and then we'll break it into the couples that form throughout the the study session. Perfect. Um, Yeah. This house is gorgeous. It really reminds me of like a Hamptons house. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. A beautiful exterior, perfectly landscaped. You come inside. Everything is like perfectly decorated. They definitely had like their half a million dollar interior designer like deck this whole place out it's very impressive so um chris welcomes the lot in um the jacuzzi and the saunas in the back they have like the you know the whole like pool room the billiard room with the bar and the satellite dish tv there's extra bathing suits in the guest room brand new brand new bathing suits so bizarre like i've never heard of somebody be like 
here's my extra bathing suits. Please feel I've free heard, to take. No, I've heard of like extra toothbrushes, right? But like never yeah, bathing suits because bathing suits yeah. are like, okay, well, what size did you buy? Like that's so strange oh. to me that you would just have like, what do you just have a litany of like small, medium, and larges just hanging around? Like it's just strange I can only assume that that's what's happening. So yeah. nutty. Pacey makes like a beeline to the TV. Like you can see him in the background if you're watching him. Like, zip right on by he's like I'm not staying here for this so no no he immediately is ready to watch tv Andy of course (laughs) was like where's Pacey she I love Andy and just like how type a she is because the second she walks in she's like no 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 this isn't gonna do we need high back chairs a big table proper lighting like (laughs) this bitch knew what she needed and she was immediately like on Pacey's case like Come on, we're going to study. She gets immediately upset because she has, I love her organization. She's just like, okay, Mm -hmm. we have this many topics in this much time, which means we have X amount of time per topic. And everybody just wants to like order pizza and chill. Right. Like they don't, they barely even sit down and like, okay, it's time, time to go, um, you know, order pizza. So, and like Pacey tries to console her, like, look, like, you know, we'll just combine some of our 15 minute breaks and we'll be fine. Um... So we cut to after they order the pizza, we have this big whiteboard and Annie and Andy is having a plan of attack. I'm thinking Annie because it's so much like Annie. It is very much like Annie from Community. Yeah. 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 It's it's like just the, the way she's organized it all out. Um, but of course, they immediately get sidetracked with, um, Andy's magazine. They decide that after a bunch of studying, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's like, did you look at the whiteboard scores? I, I have some questions about this right oh, away. Oh, no, please, please. Yeah. T- okay. Explain who has so what at scores. This, at this point in time, we have Andy has five points for answering the questions mm-hmm. with the study. Makes sense, right? She has yep, the best. That tracks. Pacey, zero. That tracks, two. Tracks. Dawson has four. And then Chris, Jen, and Joey are all tied at two. Joey, Joey, what are you doing? Girl, you're supposed to be like 99% this, like usually. Yeah. What is happening with you? Here's Why what you I think s- it is. But, I'm going to say that Dawson is distracting her. And she's like, I don't know if it's like a timed thing where it's like, oh, you buzz in to answer. Yeah. Because yeah. if it is, maybe Dawson's being there is like really throwing her off her oh. game. So maybe Joey's just being like quiet today because yes. she's like feels very awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like how like at this point in time we have like, you know, Jen and Chris like went to the wine cellar and grabbed a red. So like those two are drinking like red wine and pizza and the rest of them get like blue solo yeah, cups. N- nobody of, like, offered them soda. anything. Yeah, like you don't get the wine. Like only us, only the elite get the wine. Mm-hmm. Andy was sure. probably like, Pacey, you're not drinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Joey and Dawson probably refused it, I bet. Um, I guess so. Maybe that's what that. it is. Yeah. yeah I can um, see that. So, yes, this is when Chris discovers Andy's magazine. Um, and they all are answering the 100 questions. Uh, yeah. We see a montage of the questions. Have you ever, yeah. you know, been attracted to your your friend's partner? Have you ever like, caught your parents having sex? Uh, have you ever had sex with someone? Is it like twice your age? I think was the, the wording of the question. Number 16 was, yeah, twice your age. 
Yes. Um, have you ever fantasized about a friend's significant other? Have you ever had a fr- an affair with a friend's significant other? Um, have you ever been cozy on an airplane? Um, Quite and then, the like, questionnaire. Yeah. I know. All over the place. I mean, it's 100 sexual questions. We got to cover lot. bondage. Fine. Um, have you? And then, like, Pacey, as we mentioned before, keeps getting, like, weird, creepy animal questions. He's like, why do yes. I get all the animal ones? <laughs> And then the last one is, have you ever been in love? If so, give a point for each time. Um, yeah. This is when Joey leaves the room. Um, and Typical. Just yes. walking so, off. <laughs> the totals are as follows. Chris has 66%. Jen was 69. Joey and Dawson are tied at 85. And Andy at 92. Um, and this is when uh, they find out that, oh, what, well, where is like Pacey's score? And Chris, of course, is like, oh, it has to do with number 16. Have you ever had sex with someone twice your age? And this is when he finds or Andy finds out about Pacey sleeping with Miss Jacobs. And she is very upset because Pacey said he was embarrassingly pure to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. Dawson's Creek is a very small creek. It's a mm-hmm. small town. We knew this was going to get out. It would have been behooved. It would have behooved Pacey to get out in front of this rumor um, and just let it out in the air. Because there's no way that Andy was yeah. not eventually going to find out about this. Perfect timing would have been like when she was leaving town and he goes yeah. to meet her for like whatever meal she's eating and she says something like and he says something like oh not anymore or I've moved on or I used to or whatever the hell he says that line. To, she's, she said don't you know that woman? He says that's somebody that I used to know. I think that's the moment. That's the moment that you say Listen, before we go any further, I need to I need to tell you something. I think it would have ruined everything. But I think if you I think here it ruins things, too. I think here there's already that built trust. Right. Like now she feels like he lied to her because he didn't reveal it when he could have. I just feel very forgiving. I guess she probably would have forgave in either scenario. But I think that Andy would have and like like that like at that point their like relationship was so new I don't know I don't think there's a perfect time to reveal it anyway right because no matter when he reveals it she's gonna be upset but like I also think like I don't know I just think like there's a better time than in a group setting also she's so smart though like she's like she remembers right away like is that the teacher that left town like she's so on top of her shit um and like she I my favorite thing about Andy and we'll get into this when we like split up into the groups. But my favorite thing about Andy is that she never lets anything go unsaid. She's very direct about it. So it's like if something is bothering her, she doesn't she like says it. She says it. She and she asks questions right away. Like she doesn't like she's not passive aggressive about things like she doesn't like, you know, um, like plant hints so that somebody. Right. It, it's like if she wants to know somebody, she goes like, why didn't you tell me about this? Like, why did you dance with, like, Christy? Like, why did you do this? Like, you know, she's very direct. And I, like, admire that so much as a person that is, like, the direct opposite of that. Yeah. I, I really say, respect that. I would say Andy is definitely not passive aggressive. She's more aggressive aggressive. I mean, we can, we're already on Andy and Pacey, so we might as well finish talking about them because this is when Pacey follows her outside. Um, and Andy basically is like, well, why, why did you do it? And he says, sex. Uh, and he, of course there were feelings involved. I'm a sexual creature and so are you. Sex is never innocent. Um, 
and you know they basically just have a whole conversation about it it's it's an interesting conversation to have because I feel like now maybe the conversation is a bit different right like Andy is maybe more upset with Miss Jacobs than she is with Pacey I don't know if that's the exact mm. truth but you'd think like I think she'd still be upset with Pacey but I think there's like the the fault it isn't always has been more on Miss Jacobs than it has been on Pacey it's on Pacey for lying about it or just lying by omission I guess but I don't know if Andy's thinking like that to be honest with you I think that at this point in time like in this part of the conversation she's mostly upset that he lied about um being pure because Mm -hmm. she's focusing on the fact that she's like done nothing I'm assuming and the fact that he's so much more experienced but then also the fact that like he lied about it um so I don't think that he's thinking like she's thinking that it's like he took got taken advantage of um I don't think that I don't think that this show is getting to that point unfortunately I don't think that we're ever going to get like um a like Pacey you were like sexually manipulated and abused like I don't think it's gonna happen no you're right I don't think so either um but I still like I agree with you I like the way Andy handled this I think like what else is she supposed to do he lied to her she feels upset about it um and you know they have a a decently adult conversation about it um and then later on when Pacey kind of takes control of the group and basically gets everybody on track with studying when they all wake up in the morning and he's really impressed by that because that's the Pacey she really likes she likes him when he takes control and he's more mature um and so she really appreciates that and then they have a cute little interaction like oh you're the girl I love to hate like Mm -hmm. so cute and then they kiss yeah yeah but I think it's like I think that she you know is thinking about herself like she says like you know she understands why he wasn't so like forthcoming with the information like she too is a um secret keeper like she has her own skeletons in her closet so okay um So, yeah, like she 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 gets why some people keep things to themselves. Um, And ultimately, yeah, like she has like no experience and he says like she will. And yeah, they seem to have forgave each other and uh, they have a sweet little kiss. So sure. Yeah, Um, I, I do like this couple a lot. I don't know, like. I feel like Andy's eventually going to be sick of Pacey's shit. Like, I think that Andy, even though there's times where Pacey, he's a good guy. I like Pacey. He's a good guy. But there's still times where he is, like, so not on Andy's maturity level. Yeah. And I think that what's ultimately going to be the killer of this couple is that Andy's just going to be like, I'm sick of this crap. Enough like I, yeah. Like I'm sick of like mothering you. Um, yeah. Either he's I'm, gonna have to grow yeah. up to meet her at her maturity level, or she's gonna get tired of it at some point. Yeah. I, I yeah. completely agree with that. Yeah. Um. Do we want to move to? Let's do the Chris and Jen stuff next. I think. Um. I do want to say how like Jen is really kind of trying to be like Chris. Stop when. He's starting to reveal the rumor. Of course, Chris is going to do what Chris wants to do. Yeah. He's just like that kind of guy. Um, but she is like, stop it, Chris. Like, she's trying to stop because she know, like, they all she know. She knows what's going to happen. Yeah. They and know. And it's not his secret to tell. You know what I mean? It's, it's not. And he's, just being a, he's just being a jerk. He's being yeah. a typical teenage boy. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah. So we have, I mean, we, you know, once they get to the house, they have that little wine, that wine interaction. And Jen's starting to get impressed that they're, he's opening up about more about his personal life and his interests. Mm-hmm. Like, he's apparently knowledgeable on wine. And, like, you know, he says that, you know, you and I are the same. Like, people make assumptions about us. And, you know, I, I would, like, you know, what we should do is not make assumptions about each other. So mm-hmm. he's... He's got a plan. He's a man with a plan. Yeah. And this is when, um, so later on is when they end up in the hot tub and they like, they're kissing and then all of a sudden we see the light go out and we know that means that they've actually slept together. And then it's like, it's kind of weird how they handle all of it, right? So they have the whole hot tub scene and then the next time we see them is when they're waking up in the morning and Jen is like in bed, he's already getting ready and uh, he thanks her for a fun night. And then we get like him telling her to take her time getting ready and like he'll meet her down there. So like it very much seems like this is a one night thing for him. He's not interested in getting to know Jen further. At least that's how I read it. Um, specifically yeah. because of how he talks to Dawson, which we'll we'll get to. Right. right. So um, I think that Dawson is kind of the person that pushes these two together to be honest yeah. with you in a weird way because well I think it makes sense to talk about like Dawson's conversation with Chris yeah. and then Dawson's conversation with Jen and yeah. then ultimately that's how we get to Jen and Chris hooking up so right. we get um Chris comes up to Dawson and they're talking about like you know um you know, this is after like a little f- the tiff between Pacey and Andy, and you know Dawson's like, "Where is everybody?" Which is like literally the ev- like the line of the episode, like, "Where is everybody? Where is yeah. everybody?" It's, it's like the house, house is so big, nobody knows where anybody <laughs> is. So, um, so he, you know, Chris is like, "Don't worry about it. Like, their makeup sex is gonna be great. Like, they're probably already doing it." And he's like, "And don't worry about Joey. Like, you know, you guys are gonna be fine, and you're gonna have great makeup sex too." Um. And then Chris is like, so, like, how am I doing with Jen? Like, am I am I doing mm-hmm. good? Like, you dated uh, Jen. You should know. Yeah. It's kind of a weird conversation to be having in the first place. And then yeah. Chris talks all about, like, his strategy yeah, with so Jen and is- how he's going to, like, woo her. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she's going to be in the hot tub. And then when you see that light go out upstairs, that means we're having sex. Like, it's okay. going to happen. Like, it's very slimy. Like, because okay. that's his yeah. motive. That's his end goal. It's not to get to know Jen. It's mm-hmm. specifically to get her to sleep with him. And it's different. Right. It's different than, like... It's very manipulative. It doesn't read as, oh, like, yeah, I'd like to sleep with her if she's cool with it and that's where things go. It's, no, this is how I'm going to do it. We're going to have sex. Wait and see. Right. Yeah. Because he can't do what he normally does with girl with normal girls where he just like basically like, you know, asks and it happens like, you know, he it's like survivor level strategy. He has to make them or her think that. She wants to have sex with him. So. Right. Um, so, yeah. And and the reason why, like, Chris, like, puffs out his chest is because Dawson gets all, like, 
you know, like Jen's having a hard time and like, you know, don't take advantage of her because it's not going to happen. She's not going to have sex with you. And then, yeah, like then Chris becomes all like macho and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm having sex with I'm having sex with It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like he was going to do it anyway, but I feel like he definitely wanted to just to prove to Dawson that he could. Right. um, Which is just even more slimy. Exactly. So then he's like even more into it. Then like Dawson goes to talk to Jen about Chris's intentions and Jen doesn't like this conversation either because she's like, you don't think I know what Chris wants to do with yeah. me? Like, and how do you know that I don't want that too? Yeah. So Jen, like, Jen is not about this. She's too smart for this. Like, I, I feel like you can both be emotionally intelligent like Jen is and realize what's going on and still be manipulated and make poor choices. You know what I mean? I'm not saying right. necessarily that sleeping with him was like a poor choice. That's her choice to make. But at the same time, I feel like we're supposed to read into something, read into the fact that she looks disappointed when he, like, goes downstairs without her. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost like maybe she wanted this to turn into something else, you know? Maybe. Or she's a human. And in that moment, she wanted to have, have sex with Chris. And then in the next morning, she was like, you know, he really didn't mean anything. I'm trying to better myself. And I wish that I had more meaningful sex. But, like, just, like, you know, you can still have, like... Like, you could still want want it at night oh, yeah, without, you can like, still, her being manipulated. 100%. I mean, yeah. even though they are 16, like, you can still just want to have sex to have sex. You don't have to have mm-hmm. feelings behind it. That's not necessarily right. always what people want. Um, mm-hmm. And I, do, I don't think Jen appreciates Dawson butting his nose into these no. types of things. And that's why I said, like, I feel like, like, Dawson, like, going and having these talks with each of these people just, like, made them be like, oh, like, screw you, Dawson. Like, well, I'll show you. Like, I know what I'm going to do with my life. Like, you don't need to tell me what to do. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, so then, yeah, so then, like, they get into the hot tub. She's like, you know, um, like, what do you do for fun? He's like, I like to kiss. Kissing's fun. And she's, he's like, is that, like, are we on the same page? She says yes. And, yeah, then they go up, wake up the next morning. They had sex twice. There is two Durex condoms. I'm sorry if you're using the Durex condoms, then you're just w- wanting a mistake to happen. <laughs> like that is no a no go. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sure Durex sponsors the Creek, but that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And it's like we said before. It's kind of awkward. Like he's already getting ready. She's still laying in bed. He thanks her for a fun night. Yeah. I, I think it's... that's where he went. He goes wrong. He's like, thank you. It's like. Thank someone for having sex with you. That's like so weird to me. Well, Um, I mean, some people haven't had sex in a while, and then it's like, well, thank you. I need. I know, but it's still weird. No, I'm joking. Yeah, it's Um, no, it's so weird. It is very weird. Um, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Can we get into Jen and Joey? Because this was an interesting interaction. Um, this also kind of, it's, again, we're, the timeline is very wobbly in this episode because there are so many little tiny pairings here and there. Um, but this is, Jen is looking at swimsuits. So it's right before she goes outside into the hot tub. Um, Jen's looking at swimsuits because she wants to go in the hot tub. Joey wants to study. She's not interested in going in the hot tub. Jen says she's sorry about Dawson and Joey. I know you don't believe me, but I'm really sorry. And Joey immediately, I don't believe you. (laughs) That's like, oh, icy cold room, icy cold room for sure. Um, And this is when Jen says, I used to think it was our mutual feelings for Dawson, but turns out you're just a bitch. (laughs) Sassy saying alert. I mean, we all knew that was what I was going to pick when that line came out of Jen's mouth. Like, yeah, that was a very good line. Yeah. So uh, Joey feels bad. She's like, you know, I don't mean to be harsh, but, you know, I just am so sick of talking about my feelings, which like if you're dating Dawson Leary, I can totally (laughs) imagine why you're sick of talking about your feelings. Like that's all you do all damn day like you just yeah. sit in the boat and talk about your feelings so she wants to just experience life and she wants she just wants something left to experience and Jen's like well yeah like we all feel that way sure so question do you believe Jen do you believe that she genuinely is sorry about Dawson and Joey because it not what two episodes ago she was no. saying how she wanted Dawson back like what um, has changed uh, nothing. Nothing has changed. Um, I mean, she hasn't expressed feelings for Dawson in a few episodes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's what? A max of a few Creek Weeks. Like, it's not been that long since she last spoke about it. She so. also lost her BFF and Abby. And she's probably like, crap. Like, I need to, like, seriously make good Oh, so you think Joey. she's trying to just make... So trying to get a new friend out of Joey again now that they're both not vying for the, the same guy. At least, yeah. Like she, she needs a friend. Yeah, um, that's fair. That's definitely fair. I just think that 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 interaction, like we've almost never had a non icy conversation between Jen and Joey. Like maybe two conversations they've had that were like decently, you know, civil. They don't mesh well. Like they just don't. Like they got off the wrong foot. And I guess like they're just like conflicting personalities because like I think that like. Joey gets on kind of well with Andy. Like, she's not warm towards Andy. Yeah. Joey's not warm towards anybody, though. Um, She's a little bit stony on the outside, for sure. I think that, like, of everybody, though, her and Andy probably have the best chance of becoming friends because they have more in common. They're both studious. They both really care about doing well in school. Mm -hmm. Um, They both are interested in guys that live on the creek, in the creek Mm -hmm. creeps, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. all you really and need then, in high school, though. Like, you don't need to have a ton in common with people in high school. No, um, and then like you know, Jen gets along with Andy, but I feel like Andy can get along with anybody. Like, she's like a very good floater person. Like, she can make friends with anybody. Yeah. So she both wants everybody to succeed and everybody to be happy. I think, and that's yeah. like a really great thing to have in like a person that's like the glue in your group. You know. Um, yeah. No, I agree. I think it's interesting to f- to track Jen and Joey's relationship now that Dawson and Joey are no longer an item for now. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, let's get into the Dawson and Joey of it all. 
Because we can't have an episode without Dawson Joey drama. It's just not possible, people. It's always going to be here. Um, so the first time they kind of pair off is when they're answering the uh, purity quiz. And right, because, they get to that last question. Yeah, because Joey walks off after the love question. Right. Um, obviously, Dawson follows her because Dawson is up Joey's ass this episode constantly following yeah. her all throughout the house. Poor girl just wants to study. Um, she probably should not have came, but here she is. Yeah. So he's like, I saw your face after the love question. He's like, um, she's like, can you just like leave me alone? I'm trying to study. He's like, mm-hmm. well, the door's open. You can leave at any time. And he's like, and she's like, I just want time and I want you to respect it, which is the exact opposite of what she was saying at school, confusing Joey, very confusing. Everybody is throwing mixed signals all over the place. You have Joey wanting space and not wanting space. You have Dawson wanting to give Joey space and not wanting to give Joey space. It is a freaking confusion palooza up in this bitch. Very, very, very confusing. So then later on, Joey is trying to study again. And um, okay, so then... This is after Dawson speaks to Dina, mm-hmm. who is Chris's little sister. Right. So I guess we should probably. Let's just do the Dawson and Dina stuff because it it's all again. There's so many pairings and they all kind of interconnect. Yeah, we're and... sorry, guys. Maybe this should have been. A it's fine. It's a bit of a mess, but so is this episode. So um, after Joey leaves that scene, Dina comes in and Dina starts talking with Dawson. Dawson needs coffee. And I love Dina. Why talk? People like you and me can say everything with a look. I don't know. Bitch, how this, old are kid, you? this fucking kid was a creep and I kind of hate her. <laughs> it's like she is like all over him. And it's like, go, go how away. How old is she? She can't be more than like 12, right? Like she's pretty 13. Young, maybe 13. Yeah. So I don't, know. I don't she, like it. Yeah. Um, and yes. Okay. So this is when, um, so later on, after. Dawson has the conversation with Jen. Dina comes down the stairs. And this little bitch, she took the test answers. She took Joey's Mm -hmm. test answers. If I'm Joey, I'm shoving those in a notebook and making sure they are secure. Because first of all, Joey, the fact that you put – we'll get into that later. But I would hide them immediately. But somehow Dina gets her – Blame Andy. Grubby little hands on them. Andy should have locked them up. Oh, you're right. Andy Andy Yeah, Andy's the keeper, but she got so upset at Pacey that she just, like, threw them off into the air and ran. It's like, blame Andy. She should have put them in her little briefcase, locked them up, changed the dial on the, you know, on the locker combo. Like, you know, it's her fault. So, yeah, she wants to know, Dina wants to know the deets because she, like, realizes that, like, there is something between her and um, Dawson and Joey and something between Dawson and Jen. And she wants to know like where Dawson's true love lies. Is it mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz? Is it Julia Roberts? What's the tea? Um, and then she is like, you know what? Like I have these test results for the price of a kiss. I will give them to you. Girl, you are 13. Yeah. Creepy, creepy. Doing? He's not going to kiss you. He, that would be really, really wrong. Um, yeah. And so this is when she tells him that Joey has been in love twice. Twice. Um, And so later on, this comes to a head, of course, because Joey, conf- or excuse me, Dawson confronts Joey and says, I know you've been in love twice. Um, And then she's like, you read my shit again? He's like. Yeah, right. How many times are you going to invade her privacy, Dawson? Come on now. 
And he's like, no, I didn't. I learned my lesson from last time. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. So, um, I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah. So this is when, this is when they're getting in a whole argument about it. And Dawson basically says he wants to take back, um, their first kiss. Maybe they'd still be best friends. I just know I wouldn't be hurting like this. And then I thought what that kiss brought into our life and that it's all worth it. It's all worth all the pain. And so this is kind of bringing it back around to what Gail was talking about. How like the pain, everything about that pain. Yeah, it sucks when you're going through it. But going through a breakup, like it's it's worth all of that pain to like fall in love and whatever, whatever. And then Joey reveals, and this is the biggest bullshittiest bullshit I've ever heard in my life. The two times I fell in love were both with you, Dawson. One was when we were friends and one was after we kissed. Bitch, that is not what the test is asking and you know it. It is asking about romance. Romance. Friendship, no thank you, ma'am. It is all about the romance. This is some bullshit. Like, I feel like she, I don't know if she did this on purpose, but like part of me feels like she did this on fucking purpose. A part of me feels like she's lying and she really is in love with somebody else. Ooh, okay. Other theories. Maybe, Other theories. Maybe she's not as shallow as loving Jack, but um, which was stupid. It's like, how is that shallow? But it's like, is there somebody else? Is this just a way to shut just um shut Dawson up? Because I felt like she did it on purpose to like get. Dawson's attention or something but like then again she doesn't seem like she wants his attention I just feel like we don't this is my problem with the the writers ending their relationship so soon in the season is like I don't understand what Joey's motivation is at this point none of her actions make any sense to me at this point she ends things but then she doesn't want space but then she wants space it's like all over the place and it's I mean, it's natural in relationships to be confused and to kind of waffle Mm -hmm. a bit, but it doesn't make any sense to me, anything that she's doing. And then she's like, just because we aren't together doesn't change my feelings about you. It's me that I'm unsure of. She's literally telling him it's not you, it's me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, okay, like, then I promise to give you space, but like, not like nothing's going to change the way I feel about you. So it's just it is a mess. Um, The whole thing is a mess. I don't even think that Joey can comprehend um, like, you know, they need actual space. They need to not be hanging out in some abandoned rich kids home like they need to just space apart. And we know where they're going to be hanging out next episode. Yeah, it's it really is a big mess. And then we have like all the Dina stuff, which also didn't like Dawson yells at her and then Joey goes to comfort her, which like, oh, my God, this was such a weird scene. It too. was so awkward. Like, you don't even know this. You don't girl. know her. It's like, hey, her. I'm hey, I'm going to just come upstairs to your bedroom while you're crying and uh, give you some sisterly advice that you didn't ask for. It's like. Boys are mean. He's just like, boys are mean, but sometimes they're great. And sometimes like the kiss is worth everything, all the pain. It's like, bitch, you don't you don't know. You don't know her. And then like, yeah. And then Dawson 
creepily gives the sister a kiss on the head. It's like, what the fuck is up with this kid? Like, get her out of here. None of this made sense to me. It was, no. I don't know why they even had Dina in this story. Like, it felt like maybe she, it was, I feel like we could have completely cut Dina out and just had Dawson, mm-hmm. like, find the test on a table or something. Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to have this girl in the show. And it, I really didn't understand the purpose of having Joey talk to her. Like, Joey never mm-hmm. seems to really care about kids in general. So it just seems weird that yeah. it's her doing it. You know when this would, okay, like this storyline would make sense in my so-called life if, like, you know how, like, the younger sister is always, like, hanging around, um, like, the Claire Danes from my so-called life? Yeah. Like, if this happened where, like, you know, like, Claire Danes' friends were, like, hanging around and, like, they yelled at this younger sister that's already a presence in the show, then this would make sense because then we would care about the younger sister and then, like, they would be already, they would know of the younger sister already. Like, or, like, for example, if, like, Dawson had a younger sister and they, like, yelled at Dawson's younger sister or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it just was. It just felt out of place. It felt really no, it made weird no to sense. This this random little girl here. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. Uh, we did miss one tiny, tiny pairing between Dawson and Pacey. Um, when Dawson asks why Pacey didn't just lie, which I also thought, I'm like, why would you tell the truth on this stupid purity test? Well, um, I do like how Pacey's like, well, I don't want to lie to her because I, I think too. Pacey really, really likes Andy. He does, and he doesn't want to lie. And I did like it after he did say that. I said, okay, well, that you know, that makes that makes sense. Um, and I, I, I agree. I like, I like that he did that. I mean, what did, what did we think? overall about this episode well we're still not done with the oh gosh who did i study miss? group we're, we have to go back oh to the study group. right right right. we have to go back to the study group because they all wake up at 6 a.m i'm sorry i feel like we're like a mess right now I'm sorry. it's the it's the way that this episode was organized made it really hard to break it down into pairs because there were so many pairs especially random fucking dina just gets thrown in okay so yeah, yeah, i apologize yeah. listeners we are a bit of a mess today but it's i blame the episode Okay, so, okay, okay. So, after we have one of the many arguments between Dawson and Joey, Mm -hmm. we have Dawson waking up, and it's the morning time. And he wakes everybody up, and he's freaking out because it's 6 a.m., and they have four hours until the big midterm test. So, she's like, where is everybody? Where is everybody? But the funniest thing about this is that only Chris and Jen were missing. It's like, where is everybody? It's like, oh no, like everybody's right here except Chris and Jen. And you're worried where everybody is. It's like, no, they're like in this room with you, Andy. It's okay. So then, she's freaking out. So then we have Pacey uh, takes over the study group. They have three hours and 45 minutes to, you know, come up with a plan. And we're going to like, you know, I'm like a professional crammer. So then, he calms Andy down, which I really like. And he does a great job. Like, you know, they like are studying in the main room. They ha- they're making it fun. They're studying by the pool. They're like playing pool. Um, and then they get through all the material and they have one last group activity together. And that is to jump in the pool. They got to jump in the pool. Goodness just, knows why. Yeah. I just think like it's a curious thing to do considering they all have to go to. I mean, at this point in time, they have to be getting close to a time to go to school. And yeah. they don't have changes of clothes. First of all, my question is, where the fuck do their parents think they are? Because to me, their parents probably think they're at a study session. They did not yeah. expect their children to stay up 
all night at this random dude's house, right? Like, where does Bessie think Joey is? Where does Andy, poor Andy's mom, like, Jack is, like, probably watching her. Like, yeah. it's a freaking mess. No one's parents seem to give a shit where the hell they are. And now they're jumping no. in a pool with, like, 30 minutes to dry their clothes. Joey somehow manages to get her clothes dry. But everybody else shows up to school the next day in the same clothes they were wearing the day before. Because <laughs> And how the fuck they weren't wet, I'll never know. If I had jumped in a pool an hour before I had to be at school, my hair would be fucking sopping ass wet because there's no way it would dry in time. Right, right. It it doesn't make much sense why they jumped in the pool. Like obviously like pool's chlorine, so like you would probably want oh, to you take would, a shower yes, too. Yes. Um seems like it doesn't make much sense, but nonetheless they all drive in uh, to school and then they get to the door and class is canceled, the test is postponed, the teacher is still sick, so like they crammed for nothing. Um, and they're like, what are we going to do now? And then Pace is like, we have one more thing to do. We're going to sleep on the turf. <laughs> it's like, and that's how it ends. They're like all sleeping on the turf. Yeah. And that was it. That yeah. was the episode. It, yeah. Yeah. I think like, even though it's been kind of a mess to discuss it, I did think this was an interesting episode. I just, my biggest, gra- I like that we get progression with Andy and Pacey. Jen, I don't, again, I don't really understand. It feels like she's kind of just like. I don't know, uh, what is it, running in place? Like, she's not really going anywhere right now. And Dawson and Joey, I just, I, I don't really, I like the Dawson and Gail stuff and how it kind of comes back around at the end, but I don't understand Joey's motivations right now. And I also just feel like we're still kind of leaving the ball hanging with, where the fuck's Abby? Abby's been in the season so far, she's not here. And then we still have, like, the Dawson, or the, excuse me, the Joey and Jack stuff to sort out. That yeah, really... I'll tell you what. They're not credited as main characters yet, so they can't pay. They, oh. they like, contractually, they have to miss a certain amount of episodes. That so makes that They don't have sense. to pay them for being a main character versus a recurring character. Okay, fair enough. I just, like, <laughs> I don't know. How did you logically. feel about this episode? I thought it was a lot of fun. Like, this is, like, such a summary episode. Um... This episode happens, like, releases in, I think, late May, which is, like, around now. So it felt, like, very, like, summery. Like, we're jumping into Memorial Day. Like, this felt like a Memorial Day episode. So it was fun. Like, it is, you know, it's almost like Breakfast Club without being Breakfast Club. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think any episode where we have them all together, like, hanging out, whether it be, like, the tension or... Um, yeah. you know, or at the dance, like, or, or, you know, whenever they're together, I think it's going to make a fun episode because, um, I'm even thinking back to like the scary episode, like you, that wasn't a fun episode for us, but like, you no. know what I mean? It's like when they you get it all together, like when everyone's together, we loved like room. detention. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. So I think that it was a fun episode. Like, does it make a ton of sense? Not really, but it was a fun watch. Mm-hmm. So. I, yeah, I think I think that for me, it's like, yeah, it was. I agree with you. It's a fun watch. Does it move the narrative? Does it move the needle forward on the plot? No, but I agree with you. It is a fun random episode. But I'm thinking like. It's just like so far season two for me has been like knocking it out of the park that this kind of felt like we were running in place a little bit, like kind of like a like a quote unquote like bottle episode, if you will. Um, but I'm still I'm looking forward to, to next episode and what the rest of the season has in store for us. Um, I already said my sassy saying. Did you have something else besides the what Jen said to Joey? Did you have a different one? Yeah, I did. I have when Pacey says, Chris, is there anything redeeming about you besides your house? 
<laughs> I thought that that was a sick burn. That is a sick burn. Um, and for the notable 90s song, the song I Hang On, which was at Chris's house, I don't know if you recognized it. Some of these, if I if you said the name to me, I wouldn't recognize it. But if you, if you Google I Hang On, it's a very popular 90s mm. song that I recognized. Yeah, there's a lot of songs I felt like I recognized, but I didn't know. The notable 90s song that I have is um, Who Needs Sleep by Mar- Bare Naked Ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a big Bare Naked Ladies fan in our household. We are. That's like Drew's favorite band. So oh, I'm laughing because I'm laughing because there's an episode of Community where like one of the one of the students is like obsessed with the Bare Naked Ladies and he calls them like BNL or is that what he calls him? I think he calls them like BNL or something like that. And he's like, mm-hmm. whoa, really? Like you call them like an acronym? There's a whole thing. No, that is it. what. Yeah, BNL. Yeah, actually, that's true. We went to a couple of BNL concerts back in our day. <laughs> Um, they're a good uh, band. Yeah. We like them. I, I like Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. yeah um, the, the BNL. Um, so we have a little bit of feedback today. Um, Tom Palmer wa- uh, wrote in and says, do either of you recognize Chris from Roswell? Were slash are either of you big Roswell fans? I was not. No, I've um, I've never seen Roswell. Have you? I have not either. I'm not like a big alien person. Oh, is that what Roswell's about? Um, I think so. I think oh, okay. it's about like Area 51. I could be totally wrong. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, no, he looks familiar, but he looks to me just like generic jerk douchebag in high school to me. Like he probably has played that type of character a million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this character is Jason Burr. Uh, he was in Pleasantville, and he was mm. in, uh, obviously, Roswell, Dawson's Creek. He, like, made the rounds. He was in, like, Seventh Heaven. He was in Buffy, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. But mostly known from Roswell, and I know I did, I did not see Roswell. Okay. So, and then... Um, Dirtbag Kelly wrote in. Um, so, yeah, this... Oh my gosh, wait, I said this released in May and I'm such a liar. Uh, it was released on November 18th, 1988. So I don't know why I thought this was episode was in May. Wait, did you say 1988? 1998. Oh, okay. I was like, what is going on? I don't know. Okay, so it's not a Memorial Day episode. I don't like know what I'm... It feels like it should be, though. It feels like, like it should very, It feels very summery. They're on the Cape, jumping in a pool. No, wait, no, no, never mind. They... Their timeline is different. It's like the second semester of school. They're still, yeah, never mind. It's it's more like spring for them, I think. Yeah, I have no clue. I don't know anything. Anyway. So, um, so all movie nights have to take place in Dawson's room. Uh, apparently so. I know. Even when you're hanging out with your mom, like, go fucking sit in the living room, you weirdos. No, every, you have to, all the videotapes is in Dawson's room. Mm-hmm. Um, and satellite dish, what a dated reference. I thought that too. As soon as Pacey said satellite dish, I actually like <laughs> laughed. I choked. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, satellite dish. I love how the show always has dudes chatting Dawson up about his exes and the best way to approach them. When does this ever happen in real life? Um, I don't know. Like, I've had guys come up to me, like, for my best friends. Like, they're like, hey, Sarah, like, I really like your friend blank. Like, what tell me about them like mm-hmm. do you think what can I do and I'm like well I don't know you're kind of a loser bro <laughs> I don't say that but I've had that happen a lot before but I've never had any 
ex come up to me and ask about any of my friends or any or people come up to me I about my exes. I think this is a weird this situation that only happens on TV, honestly. Yeah. Um, so Joey said she loved Dawson twice. That's a wild move, right? Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. That's what it, it is, is bullshit. It pisses me off, honestly. It's very stupid. Yeah. Uh, Jen, you said that you're on the same page as the wolf. Oh, his name is the wolf. Is this his nickname? Okay. Um, so I feel I'm not, I, I don't feel bad that you're in this position. Dawson kissing Dina's forehead was supposed to be sweet, but it was weird, right? Yeah. Super, yeah, 100% super weird. weird. I didn't yeah. like this Dina shit. Like, don't, no. don't go near kids. Like, yeah, I don't, no. I don't leave, know. Leave nope. the children out of this, please. <laughs> It's like, um, maybe if it's your own sibling, fine. If it, like I said, if it was like, if like, it was, I don't know, like Joey's <laughs> sibling kissing Bessie on the head, kissing Alex on the head. No, no, no kissing. Yeah. Um, even kissing Joey on the head, I'd be like, get away from me. <sighs> yeah. It's a bit strange, honestly. I don't know. I feel yeah. like it's a very... It's an intimate thing in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, when did this become Dina's Creek? <laughs> this is Dina's Creek. Yeah. Cross cross this um this title off. Fucking it's Dina. no longer no longer Pacey's Pond, no longer Dawson's Creek. It's Dina's Creek. What is Dina's uh what is their what is a body of water that starts with a D? Duck Pond. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I already. I, uh, There's I already, something obvious I we're missing. It. Lake, ocean. Oh my goodness! There has to be something. A body of mm. water. Don- and there must be like a specific lake that we could use. But I dam. Dina's oh, dam. Dina's dam. Damn, Dina. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Kelly also brings up that yes, that person is from Roswell. Mm-hmm. Kelly, you are. On all the 90s shows. He knows everything, everything about everything. the 90s. We know nothing. You should start we- a podcast, Kelly. <laughs> you should start a podcast <laughs> called Shit 90s Shows Taught Me. Yeah. Well, we still have stuff to learn. Like, you, that's your like, He your already podcast knows everything. Is, yeah, yeah. Your podcast is Shit 90s Shows. Um, I love how we found a loophole for every time we don't know shit about the 90s. We're like, well, we're fucking learning about the 90s. That's what this is all we're, about, bitch. Yeah, this is, you know, we we already we already did not know. Oh, my okay. God. To Kelly's biggest beef of the episode. Oh, Are great. you ready? Yes. <sighs> Andy has never heard about the rumor that PC claimed that he slept with Tamara. Like, this doesn't track at all for me that she never heard this. At least she doesn't get why he made it up, Um, like, she like maybe like she could be like yeah like I heard that you made up this really weird rumor because according to the entire school like he came out that he lied about it right yeah so um yeah so it just seems hard to believe that like Andy didn't do any research into Pacey before dating him yeah there's no Google back then you know what's she gonna do no. go into the superintendents like no but literally um, she could paper. talk to literally any other Anybody. human being besides the creep yeah, creeps fat, yeah yeah they're Come very biased yeah. there's just no way somebody at school hasn't mentioned to her too much thought I know no you're right like it yeah. is it there's 100% like somebody would slip up yeah um I was hoping I would have been like you know, I would have been tickled if it was Abby because it's like fucking Abby. Like, of course you yeah. ruin everything. Oh, but that would have been great. Oh, I'm sad it yeah. wasn't now. 
I know. I know. Um, I think that at least it's out. You know, now PC doesn't have any big secret looming over his shoulders. Like maybe we can get past this. Yeah. Now we can maybe see their relationship actually blossom because we know that there's not this like uh, skeleton in his closet. You know, Andy is too forgiving. I think that she needs a little bit more self-worth. But also, I know. Forgive, very, very forgiving. Although Andy, like I said before, I I really, really, really like Andy that she does not put up with bullshit. Yeah. Um, I think that the fact that she calls it out and then accepts it makes it feel better. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. She doesn't just let it slide under the rug. She makes him explain no. himself first. I get what you're saying. You're saying. Yeah. So, I, I mean... I, I at least feel comfortable because it's like, you know, then she's like accepting it and then it's like she's moving on for it from yeah. it. So um, anyways, looking forward to the Sandlot and Dungeons and Dragons pod officially caught up with MJC. It was great hearing about yes. angsty Claire Danes again um, in reference to the My Suit Called Life podcast. Great work as always, ladies. Signed, Dirtbag Kelly. Thank boom, you, boom, Kelly. Boom. Also, you were asking about Clubhouse as your PS. I wrote you back. So if you want to join Clubhouse, um, you can definitely join Clubhouse. There you go. There you go. So that is our feedback for today, my friend. Let's get into the fashion hour. Um, okay, so we only had a few options to choose from because everybody basically stayed in the same outfits the entire episode. Yeah, this episode it gets very hard when that happens, it does, right? It does. Um, so I only have so I have three choices for the Rachel Green Award and two for Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. So let's start out with the Rachel Green Award for the most '90s outfit. We are starting out here with the person who I would have preferred to not see in this episode at all, but she was there. So she, and she wore this outfit, which was very '90s. Welcome, Dina. Uh, she is wearing a very like simple kids, like kind of like a sportier kids dress. Um, it's like a tank top type of dress, uh, black on the bottom has like a light blue panel on the front. It's over top of a white, uh, t-shirt, very common to do in the nineties. You dress on top of a t-shirt. Um, she's wearing a choker necklace, um, that had like a really small, I think it was like a little flower pendant on it. Um, and she's wearing silver metal uh, circular framed glasses and she has her hair in a short, a pretty short kind of like a bob-ish cut with bangs. What did you think of Dina's outfit? I thought this outfit looked like it came out of limited two. It did, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very limited two um, or like a Delia's vibe. So yeah. <laughs> it was very 90s. Um, this like color blocking moment is very 90s. The strap thickness is very 90s. She has like wire frame round glasses. Very 90s. So yeah, it's like the epitome of a 90s outfit coming from uh, Dina's Dam. Uh, yes, Dina's Dam. Dina's um, Dam. Yes. Uh, second up, we have Jen. Uh, she is wearing a so underneath she has on like some type of colored tank top. Maybe it's black. Maybe it's a dark red. It's kind of hard to tell. Over top of that, she has a fairly like see through meshy red blouse um, with what looked to be kind of like a suede ish type of um, flower or butterfly along the bottom. She has black pants on her typical. I think she's wearing like a black boot with them. I also noticed her hair is curled and she has those butterfly clips, baby. 
It's in the 90s. She loves butterfly clips. Like, she was buying out the entire dollar store of For butterfly real. clips. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, it's so funny because, I, I mean, I don't know if these are butterfly clips. These could have been, like, the same type of clips, but they had the flower, the daisy flower. Oh, I had those, too. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. So, but the same um, style, definitely the same style. It's just like not butterflies, it's like daisies. Yeah, um, yeah. She, her look this season has definitely transformed into these like meshy tops. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is very 90s, of course. So it is, I like this color, like this dark wine red is very pretty. If she spilt her red wine that Chris gave <laughs> her on her shirt, it would not show up, which is mm-hmm. very lucky. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a fine outfit from Jen. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about Jen's transformation. I think so, so far it's hard because I don't like the hair so much that it really just like kind of brings down the entire look for me every week. Um, but on to Miss Andy. Um, she is wearing a gray v-neck t-shirt, um, a mini skirt that is like kind of a florally bluish pattern and then one of the, and she has a huge clip in her hair pulling back kind of like the the hair so it doesn't hang in her face a giant clip um it's like kind of blue I mean I feel like everybody had these clips and then one of the reasons I chose this outfit was for her platform sneakers girl mm. she has on those black and white platform sneakers which I was like oh my gosh I remember platform sneakers they're cute yeah yeah I think these like kind of this could be sketchers these sneakers actually See, I would have thought they were Skechers, but don't Skechers say the name Skechers on them? I don't know. I don't know. I felt like they were very sketchery. Um, But yeah, like this outfit is like, you know, for Andy, it's pretty typical, but those shoes are undeniable. Um, The giant clip is also undeniable. Um, It's a cute outfit for her. Um, So yeah, between the three... I feel like I do want to give it to Andy this week for okay. specifically for those shoes. They're very cute. Honestly, I think they've made a comeback too. I'm pretty sure that yeah. like platform sneakers are they back. Are. And well, I mean, I'm already too I'm already tall as enough as it is, so I really don't need them. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think like a chunky sneaker is very cute. I yeah, just have big it, feet and I feel like it just accentuates that. <laughs> She's just stomping all about. Yeah. Those yeah. They're good like pouting and stomping shoes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And good, probably good running shoes too. Joey maybe should invest. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of Joey, moving on to our Paul Rudd certificate of timelessness award for the most timeless outfit. First starting up Joey Potter. Um, I, I wasn't sure where to put this. I originally had it in the Rachel Green Award. Then I moved it over because I had other ones that I thought were more 90s than this. Um, she is wearing a purple um, ribbed v-neck sweater a coupled, coupled with a actually a darker wash jean, which we don't see often in this show. Um, she has her hair curly today, which is unusual for her. It's usually very straight and just straight down. She had it pulled back in what I believe is probably a claw clip. Um, a little bit tough to tell in the episode, but that's what it looked like to me. And then she's wearing what looked to be either black or a dark brown, like a loafer almost kind of looks like that. Hard to tell in these episodes. Um, but I love her hair curly. I thought it looked really good. Yeah, the outfit in general is pretty tragic. But what 
escalates or like what like really pushes forward this outfit is her hair which Mm -hmm. looks incredible I really really love her hair in this episode I wish that she would do her hair like this more often it's pretty much the first time we've ever seen it like this so like the sweater is pretty basic the jeans and the shoes are pretty basic she of course is uh has her red backpack can never forget that but her hair though the hair Mm -hmm. I love the hair I do too I do too um, moving on to uh, our final option for the Power World Certificate of Timelessness, we have Dawson. Um, again, it was really slim pickings, I thought, for this episode. I couldn't pick Pacey's tragic Hawaiian shirt. Like, that was just not doing it for me. Um, so Dawson is wearing what looks to be, like, a blue Henley, his famous shark Duke necklace, as always. Um, <laughs> a plaid button-down shirt, khakis, and a black sneaker. Very basic black sneaker. I don't even know that I could tell what brand it was. Um, and his hair looks fine. I thought actually I kind of liked the way his hair looked. I definitely prefer it to season one's like swoopy voluminous hair. Um, what did you think? Dawson looks good. I'm not going to lie. Like his hair is definitely doing something. It looks much better this season. The length is great on him. Um, this like blue on blue action looks really good. I Mm -hmm. think that he looks, he looks great. Like even the pants like are not too baggy. The black shoes are appropriate. He's wearing black socks with his black shoes, which is very appropriate. True. We I think give he him, looks great. Yeah, give him credit for the black shoes with the black socks. That's for sure. Yeah. So I think I'm going to give it to Dawson this week. I like this outfit from him. And we don't give credit to Dawson very often. Fair enough. I agree with that. All right. So congratulations to Andy and Dawson for winning our fashion awards this week. Woohoo! Um, all right. Coming up next week, The Reluctant Hero. Interesting title. What do you think this episode is going to be about? Um, I think that Pacey is like taking a hike in the forest and he hears like some commotion and he sees like a young child in a well And he didn't mean to come across this, but he saves the child from the well. And he's like, hey, kid, like, um, I got you. And then, like, everybody in town is like, oh, my God, Pacey, like, you're, like, the most amazing person ever. Like, can we do a, like, news story on you? Can we interview you? And Pacey's like, no, I don't want the spotlight. Like, I already got the spotlight from this Tamara thing. Like, I don't need more spotlight. And then he, they're like, no, like, we really love you. Like, can we give you, like, the key to the city to Dawson's Creek? And he's like, no, like, I don't want it. So I think that is the reluctant hero. That was wonderful. Came up with that all on the spot. (laughs) I mean, Uh, I had a vision. What can I say? (laughs) We'll see what happens next week. Season two, episode eight, the reluctant hero. Um, if you'd like to send in feedback, please do. Of course, always please do. Shit 90s show, uh, shit 90s pod. Oh my goodness. At gmail.com, uh, at shit 90s pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us there. Sarah, why don't one more time this week? Why don't we go through the spiel of what is coming out soon on this podcast? If you haven't checked it out already, this past Friday, we released a Dungeons and Dragons and Dawson's Creek crossover event where we I learned about Dungeons and Dragons for my very first time. And then after we covered the basics, then we got into uh, sorting Dawson's Creek characters into Dungeons and Dragons 
classes and races and it was a lot of fun. I'm really, really proud of it actually. So if you haven't checked it out already, please check it out. It, even if you aren't like, you know, nothing about Dungeons and Dragons, then check it out. Cause it's like, we talk about Dawson's Creek. So mm-hmm. it, it was, it was a lot of laughs. Like we had a really great time. Austin from the PSR discord was on that with us. And it was just like a blast. Um, it is still, um, Mayball, um, and we are releasing one more baseball themed episode. We covered the Sandlot, the 1993 movie with Will Afferty, Jessica's husband. And we had a good time with that too. Um, if you've been a fan, um, for a while or follow our Boy Meets World content, you know, we talked a lot about the Sandlot. So it was about time that we covered it and, um, check that out. That's coming out. I think, I don't know. When's that coming out, Jess? It's this week. When this podcast is released, it will be this week. I believe it's in a couple days from this podcast. Come just in in a few days. Look out on our social media at Shit 90s Pod. You'll see. And then on Thursday of this week, the 27th, if you are a Friends fan, there is no secret that there is some sort of Friends event coming up and we will be there covering it for you we can't miss this big event so it happened in the 90s so we took liberties and said we can cover this we can do whatever we we want yeah 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 so check that out when it comes out um so lots of happenings don't forget boy meets world comes out on thursdays and dawson's creek comes out on mondays so follow along with that and aside from all of that if you're not sick of hearing us you can follow me on the club hizzy (laughs) i have a show Every Friday at six o'clock covering the top pop culture show moments of the week. Um, And Jessica has community building with the great Josh Wiggler over on the PSR um, universe. Maybe one day she'll be kind enough to ask me to be on her show. Maybe one day if you bribe me enough. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know if that will ever happen, but maybe one day. Mm-hmm. I think that's everything we've got. It's been a crazy week here on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. We are finally wrapping up this week with this wonderful Dawson's Creek podcast. We hope you all enjoyed it. We hope to see you next week. Everybody, have a good one. Bye. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.